hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 93 uh, on, the, on the cards there. That's a lot of numbers and we've got a long way to go. All thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Joining me, Trevor Long, each and every week is Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Uh, how are you, Trevor? Good mate. to be here with you again. Great to be here. Lots to talk about. Uh, and let's just get cracking. Now, I'm not a journalist. I should make that very clear. You are a journalist, and you've had a lot of scoops in your time. I've been sitting on this bloody story for a while now about Kogan, uh, Rosalind Kogan and his brand Kogan launching a mobile play, a mobile virtual network, which is basically one of those SIM-only things where you you get a SIM card, you pop it in a a phone you already have, and and you get a better deal potentially. And uh, I I released this morning the, the information that I had that Kogan Mobile was an imminent launch, and that the plans, quite frankly, were stunning. $29 uh, prepaid for one month, 79 for three months, and 299 for 12 months. Uh, and the most important part about it was this is all on the Telstra network, and that, to me, is the biggest part of this story. Forget the mobile network. This is on the Telstra network. That's the big story here. And I've got to tell you, mate, the response has been unbelievable. Um, we did the story on our current affair tonight, and Kogan's now officially launched the mobile network as a result of all that pu- publicity today. So you can now go to kogan.com.au. You can buy a SIM card. It's free, but four ninety nine for delivery. He does have nano SIMs for the iPhone five and iPad mini, um, and you know for that price, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people testing this out. Absolutely, Trevor, and well done on the scoop. Uh, it, it was I, I picked it up straight away on Tech Guide and linked back to EFTM. So well done on that. Um, and it was uh, a red hot topic during the day, and uh, you know. Uh, We've we've mentioned Rosalind Kogan on the program many times. Mm. Uh, he's never backward in coming forward. Uh, he stared down his bricks and mortar opponents in the electronics industry and has got a hugely successful business now online. And I think that his decision to move into the mobile space, I think, is a very timely one. I think it, it can only be good for the customer first of all. Mm. Customers being pointed out that about these other deals that are out there, he's got a he's got a great way of showing up these other companies, uh, and, yep. and the fact that he's reselling the Telstra service is, I agree with what you said, probably the biggest part of this story today. Yep. Um, the thing, the I think thing... we should point out, though, Trevor, in all mm. fairness, though, to our listeners, that this is not 4G Telstra that you can subscribe to. It's a form of their 3G, uh, mm-hmm. their, their coverage there, but at $29 a month for unlimited calls and texts, Six gigabytes of data, you know, on the slower three G network, still for quite a compelling offering. And what it's going to do, it's going to put pressure on the major players to try to come in and beat this. Because let's mm. face it, I think a lot of people are going to uh, look at these figures uh, and think, "Wow, look what I'm paying." They're going to do the comparison. 
4G may not be as important to a lot of users, and I think Kogan's get a lot of gonna go to get a lot of support early on. He creates a very clear two tier market. The big guys, Vodafone, Optus, and Telstra, selling their plans and caps and all those kind of things, and a Maysim, Red Bull, and Kogan selling these you know really cheap. Uh, unlimited style plans. Now, the important thing about this is you've really got to have a phone because you're not getting a phone with this deal. So, But here's here's the smart part about it. And this where, oh, I've got to be honest, and I actually said to Rosalind Kogan a few months ago, um, uh, just because I, I, I was hinted to the story, he didn't acknowledge it, but I said, mate, if it's true, if it's true, this is your smartest business move yet because it proves that he's a businessman, not just some sort of crazy electronics dude, you know? Yeah. He's now selling mobile phones, grey market mobile phones from overseas, cheap uh, direct to the consumer. And now what he can do is send them a SIM card as well because he knows they own a phone outright. So yeah. they're most likely not on a plan, so they're more likely to just give it a try. And that, that could pick him up thousands of customers each and every week. Absolutely. And that, no, that's I, a big I deal. I totally agree. I mm. think, uh, and, and it's not just any old phones he sells, by the way. No. Too, he sells iPhone 5s, Galaxy S3s, Galaxy Note 2s. So it's, don't think you're going to be picking up just a cheap Android uh, phone or, or a, a cheap smartphone. They're top-tier devices uh, coupled with the, this kind of service and these prices, people are going to pay less for the smartphone up front, less for their monthly mobile payments. Uh, and the fact that it's on Telstra, and even though it is 3G, it's going to be a reliable service for calls and texts. They're going to get through, not a problem. Even for data, 3G is quick enough for your Facebooks and Twitter and sharing Instagram and things like that. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of customers. There's going to be a stampede of customers, and I think these other services you mentioned, Amazim, uh, another I've just discovered is Live Connected, which resell mm-hmm. the Optus service, yep. uh, and you mentioned Red Bull too, uh, but I think even above these guys, the, your, your, your Telstra's, Optus, Vodafone, they're going to be really on their game because you've got to remember, we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, there's only there's still 48% of people that don't own a smartphone in mm, Australia. Yeah. 52% do. That's a large chunk, that 48%. They see these kinds of figures. Someone who wants to buy their first smartphone, this is going to be perfect for them. And, and don't forget, you mentioned Kogan selling phones, but there are six phones on his website under $250. There's two Sony Xperias, or there's, there's one model but two different colours. The Sony Xperia Tipo, $149. There's two mm-hmm. HTCs, the HTC One V, uh, black or grey, $199. So Samsung Galaxy Ace, $199. So if you want a smartphone, 200 bucks up front, pay, pay as you go there, done. And then you buy a SIM card or you get a SIM card with it potentially. It's yeah. it's a very, very smart play. You know what I like too? They're very clever. Like the unlimited calls and texts, very, very smart. But the data, six, six gig. gigabytes of data, I think is a, it's clever. You're not, no one's going to get near six gig of data mm-hmm. unless they're watching YouTube. 24-7, now, it's very smart that he's, it's almost an unattainable number. He could have hmm. said 10 gigabytes a month, hmm. but you're not going to get near it. He, I he, think that's really clever. You, on average, people are only, they're using less than a gig. I think 500 yeah. meg is the average use. You so will that, find, that's smart too, throwing that high figure up there. You'll find that um, there's a lot of criticism among the, the real tech community about Amazim. They charge in one meg increments, which, yeah. is, which is a pain. But seriously, when you've got six gig, I wouldn't care if you charge me in two meg increments. The chances <laughs> of you getting to six gig are oh, almost ridiculous. Now, there's a lot of unknowns. You know, can you tether? Can you do all those things? We'll find that out in due course. But just forget about all those freaky people that want these amazing features. Think about the average Joe, mums and dads who are out yeah. there. You know what? Buy a phone, a couple of hundred bucks. Get this thing, $29, I mean $299, and you've got a year's worth of unlimited that's calls brilliant. and texts. That's it's incredible. Just I've got to say, Trev, uh, 
the site, as you know, tech guides aimed at, at you know mums and dads and grandparents and yep. people of, of all walks of life, not just the tech heads. And this story's had a tremendous response with links back to EFTM, of course. It's had a tremendous response, and I'm sure EFTM's done a roaring trade today as well. Uh, this is going to appeal to a lot of customers, and I can just by the, the the number of hits I've had it on my site, let alone your site, people are responding. Yep, no, record day for EFTM. I'm quite proud of that, but uh, no, rock, rocking stuff. And, and, you know, well done to Rosalind Kogan. Uh, a good good move, a smart move. And, and the other smart thing, this is how smart this bloke is. He didn't want this, he didn't want to launch today. Uh, absolutely not. But the leak wasn't, the leak wasn't the thing that launched it. Just enough people were talking about it that, that it got attraction. He went, you know what? I'm going to do it. And he went, bugger it and go yeah. live. Can you imagine the, the stress in that office of deciding to go live today with a website, the plans, everything? He did that, and that's smart because today yeah. people are signing up. You go to the Kogan website. You know how it has that little thing where it pops up and says someone just bought something? Yeah. I've just been sitting here for five minutes, and I've seen at least six people buy the Sim Starter Pack. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going. It's I unbelievable. Think, uh, we'll have a follow-up meeting with Mr. Kogan uh, in Vegas during CES, I'm sure. Don't you think, think Trevor? I think we might. We probably should do that just to talk about the mobile plans. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, uh, continuing the smartphone theme of the program thus far, Trevor, some interesting news, uh, some research out by uh, Telsite, the research company, uh, and they've revealed uh, some figures to say that Android has actually edged out Apple's iOS as the most popular smartphone system in Australia. Now, it's uh, it's still pretty tight, though. 44% of smartphones are Android devices in Australia, just ahead of the iPhone on 43%. So um, I think, though, many people obviously were aware, are aware that just the sheer strength of numbers of devices that run Android, and I'm talking Samsung's, HTC, mm. Motorola, Sony, LG, Huawei, just to name a few, uh, it was bound to happen uh, both here and internationally. Mm. Apple only have one device running iOS, and there will only ever be one device running iOS. So, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, Android, uh, I think it was just a matter of time, Trevor, don't you think? Yeah, look, absolutely. And we've talked about this a lot. Um, Android is the dominant operating system, but it doesn't mean that it's the dominant uh, you know, app ecosystem or anything like that. It just means that they've got a leg up if, if people are looking to launch. And, you know, that's an interesting thing about Kogan. He's created an Android app um, because he knows that people are buying those cheap phones. But it doesn't... You know, what does it mean? What, this is the big question. What does it mean? It doesn't mean that Apple on the decline. It just means that there are less other phones. In my opinion, it just means there are less phones that are not either Android or iOS. And for every phone that's sold that is not, you know, a, a boring phone or, a, or a, a dumb phone, it's going to most likely be Android because those people are not buying iPhones. So um, it's it's a it's an important day. It's an important time that that, uh, that overtake occurs. But really what Android needs to do is get its stuff together and start creating a, an ecosystem that's easy to use for the average Joe because that's its biggest problem right now, I think. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And, and I think obviously having devices though like the Galaxy S3 from Samsung, the Galaxy Note 2 yep. just being released, so those quality of products just on Samsung's side hmm. uh, is really what's appealing to users and, and, and responsible for contributing to these figures. But uh, I should point out too, though, the research did reveal that Apple has the highest repeat purchase intention Spot on customers. In other yeah. words, people are moving from one iPhone to the next and recontracting with carriers with iPhones. Yeah. Uh, so 
I think that should be pointed out too because I'm sure that the people there there'd be a lot of people, and of course people are moving away from uh, the iPhone to Android. I think this year with uh, the absence of an iPhone for months after the uh, Galaxy S3 came out back in June. There are a lot of people who are off contract thinking, what do I do now? And did shift over to the Galaxy and the Android yep. ecosystem. Yeah, no, but no, Apple no. can still, they've still got that loyal band of users. And, and just take a look around. Every second phone I see when you walk around in the city, in the city and shopping centers, people are on iPhones. And, and Apple having one yeah. phone compared to all the others, I think uh, I don't think they're going to be too worried by these figures. They're just going to keep on keeping on. Yep. No, it, it's good news for, for Android, and hopefully hopefully it proves good news for, for developers, app developers and the like. But what's needed to make that really, really work is, uh, is, is publicity and promotion, I think, around the Google Play Store, things like that, because it doesn't have a, a name and a reputation out there. But it's an important time, and you can read more about that at techguide.com.au. <laughs> Now, I can remember this time last year or probably later, I don't know, I'm talking about the AFL rights deal. It was a big deal, billions of dollars, and it involved Telstra, and there was this whole thing about the the great service that mobile customers were going to get with the AFL this year, and they did very well. Now, it was very interesting, uh, you know, a month ago when the when the broadcast rights were announced that the, the Foxtel Channel 9 partnership was continuing, but there was no mention of the digital rights. Well, today, uh, a new five-year digital media sponsorship deal, uh, believed to be worth something like $100 million, has given Telstra exclusive broadcast rights of every NRL match on tap mobile and tablet devices. So, you know, live matches on your devices wherever you are, it's a pretty big deal, mate. It's a great day to be a rugby league fan, Trevor. Now, uh, on the very, very, very rare occasion that I'm not actually at the Rabbitohs games, I can take comfort in the fact that I can just whip out my smartphone or my tablet and be able to watch that game live. Mm. There'll be at least five games live per round. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, because Channel 9 have uh, rights to the other three, so they'll, I think they'll be run in the same time as the Channel 9 broadcast times or slightly later. Mm-hmm. But uh, a big deal, the digital rights now, Telstra have been a long-time sponsor of the NRL and they've retained the naming rights, so it's still going to be called the Telstra Premiership, the okay. Telstra NRL Premiership. Uh, but the fact that these digital rights, and I think what hasn't been mentioned today, apart from the live tablets and smartphone coverage, is those digital rights will also extend to smart TVs. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's another portion of this deal that I don't think we've heard from yet. Telstra already supply content on the smart TVs for uh, the game analyzer and those great uh, uses on the smart TVs. I think having live uh, through live coverage through your smart TV, uh, yes or no, maybe, maybe not. Don't forget Telstra, a part owner of Foxtel, so I don't think they want to cut there and shoot themselves in the foot there. But uh, it's all going to come through an app. And I know one thing, if you can watch it on your iPad, for example, and if you've got a little thing called AirPlay with an Apple TV, mm. you can flick that straight up to your television and watch it as if you own Foxtel watching a live game. So yeah. uh, a big day for league fans. I think um, good, good, you know, good to hear that the game's in such good shape to attract a $100 million or reported $100 million deal between these two. Uh, and, and Telstra, I think David Thody got up and said there's no other company but Telstra who could handle this kind of ability to deliver these digital services. So and good day. He's spot on, really, when you, when you think about it. And they've got such a heritage in the game. It's interesting because they're walking away from a few other things. They're, they're not sponsoring the V8 supercars anymore. And maybe this is a consolidation of what 
what they what their focus is. You know, they've got the AFL, they've got the NRL. They're focusing on those things, and they do digital services. Telstra they're also Media. going to revamp the NRL website. That that's sort mm-hmm. of a Telstra run site, yes. also as well as the individual club clubs. website. Yeah, so the, the whole clubs. digital footprint of the NRL is going to be handled through Telstra, which is good news. They do good stuff, Telstra, and it's the Telstra Premiership for the next five years. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And Christmas is, geez, it's close. And uh, you've got to remember that if you've got a tech head in your life, a simple thing like a router might sound like a really lame gift. But if you give someone who's got a, an old modem router a dual band Netgear product, they'll be, they'll be very, very happy. You'll definitely get a smile because that provides them with the best network throughout their home. And remember, Netgear is not just about routers and modems connecting your home to the internet. It's about connecting all of your devices to each other and to your network. Whether you've got a storage device on the network, even their routers have a very simple thing called ReadyShare. So if you buy a Netgear router with ReadyShare, you plug a USB drive, either a you know big one or just a little thumb drive in, and the files on that drive are shared across your network. It's so simple and so easy to use, especially with things like the Netgear Genie app on your iPhone, your iPad. It makes configuration and playing with your files so much easier. If you want more information, you can go to netgear.com.au. Connect with innovation is their slogan, uh, netgear.com.au. Less than two weeks away, and there are still people who, believe it or not, Trevor, have not begun their Christmas shopping yet. Mm. Uh, but what one good thing, though, is that uh, if I think a gadget gift, a tech gift, would would always go down well. Mm. And I took the uh, the liberty of producing a gadget gift guide on Tech Guide today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pointing out the the main the main categories of products and the type of products out there not necessarily shooting for the top although there are obviously if you do want to buy someone a smartphone good luck to you <laughs> uh, and if you can afford it terrific but there are other things to consider like cases and speakers and things that work with products that people own so what of my my goal with the guide is to try to give people ideas where they know for example maybe their father's an audio fan he might like a speaker or a set of headphones or he may own an iPad or she may own an iPad, uh, they can buy them a case or some kind of accessory to go with it. So I thought we'd just touch on obviously the main categories that people are going to be looking for. I think it's going to be a very much a tablet Christmas with the iPad mini, I think, being high on people's shopping lists. Yeah. Uh, I do know of a lot of people that are buying the entry-level 369 iPad mini for their kids. Uh, pretty good present for a, for a child, but you think about the fact that it can be used as a learning tool as well as something they can have a lot of fun with. Uh, that's just one example of many tech ideas out there, Trev. You know, the iPad's an actually really interesting discussion. Uh, or iPod Touch is another example because we've discussed this with my six-year-old. You know, it's like, should we get him one? And the biggest problem we've come across there is, you know what, maybe we'll give it from Santa to the family so that there's no fights and stuff over it. But just don't <laughs> don't rule out the fact that an iPod Touch or an iPad is actually a very good family gift because when you're traveling, you can put all your movies on it, you've got the music on it, you've got some games on there, you can actually make some great use out of it. So that, that is a, a great piece of advice and you've got a good list there. The other, the next one along the line I think you've, made, you've nailed here is digital cameras because whether it's, you know, one of the Lytros, which we've talked about, or a big DSLR or just some of the really nice, simple, compact cameras... There's a lot of good cameras out there, mate, and people do love digital photography. 
I think, and that that is a great example of the type of range of products you can mm. you can buy. Like whether you want to just spend you know one hundred and fifty, two hundred, you know, maybe five hundred, or even over a thousand. There's a great range of products to choose from. Whether it's the compact, the midsize, the digital SLR, and, and e- even photography is a sort of the sort of uh, gift, a sort of uh, hobby, if you like, that people can really get into. I think once once the people get into photography, once they maybe receive a camera for the first time, uh, even things like buying them digital photography courses, uh, maybe a book on digital photography, mm, mm. they can just get so much out of that device. This is another example of extending that gift so that it keeps on giving. They really enjoy uh, that device for many years to come. Yeah, no, absolutely. The other one I'll end on, because I think it's probably my most recommended gift because people do they don't think about their gps unit a lot but i think you'd be surprised how much better they are now and you'd be surprised how much you're missing with without the new maps and the different features like lane guidance and you know tom tom garmin laser navman they've all got great products and you've got a list of those at techguide.com.au as well yeah, I think uh, in-car gadgets, I think, uh, is a no-brainer because especially since the recent laws have come in, a lot of those GPS devices, a lot of people may not realize, are also hands-free car kits with the Bluetooth on board. So that kind of kills two birds with one stone. Uh, even, even other Bluetooth products because these new laws, you're not allowed to touch your phone, mm. even a, a windscreen mount. A uh, lot of good ideas. I think another one before we wrap up, gaming. I think uh, that's yep. a gift that the whole family can enjoy. There's the new Wii U console that's just been released, the new PlayStation 3, the Slimline PlayStation 3, portable gaming as well, the PlayStation Vita, the Nintendo DS XL as well, and, of course, uh, plenty of games, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, Assassin's Creed, Halo 4 if you're an Xbox fan. The list goes on, Trevor, and it's all outlined on TechGuide. TechGuide.com.au. Look for the beautiful package there, which looks like a Christmas present. It's not Stephen wrapped up. It's his gift guide at TechGuide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, the, the battle of the music streaming services just continues along. Um, you know, they're doing okay. I don't get the feeling that they've, they've actually had a huge cut through post that big initial burst, but I do think they're getting some traction with those people. But Spotify has taken some initiative this week to, uh, to introduce a few more services, which I think that it's all around f- following and, and discovering and finding new tracks because that's what they want. They want people listening to more different music, not just the same kind of music, and that's how you get the most from your subscription really, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I think well, you've got to remember, though, Spotify uh, boasts a library of more than 20 million tracks, and there are tracks added to that library, like tens of thousands extra tracks per week. So finding that new music is almost like finding a needle in a haystack. So these new features really help a user along, make some intelligent recommendations, and and following people kind of gets – if you get in the groove of someone, that you follow their taste. I love it when people recommend music to me. People who know me well, they recommend music, and nine times out of ten, I do like their recommendations. So having that facility on Spotify I think is a good feature. But in terms of its cut-through – uh, they, he did mention Daniel Eck, the, the founder of, uh, of Spotify. Had, they had an event in New York and also had an event here in Sydney a couple of hours later. Uh, he said that of the revenue they've generated, they've given half, I think it's 70% goes to the artists, and they've given back $500 million to artists. And Spotify in the US is only a couple of years old. It launched here in Australia earlier this year. Uh, I think that's a pretty decent number. If you can do the math, 
if you know what the the one hundred percent of that figure is, they're they're almost hitting the billion dollar mark in terms of revenue, which is not a bad not bad uh, figures for a company that's only a couple of years old. Yep, no, and it's it's probably it is the brand of choice. It, it's kind of gonna. I, I think this is the challenge for the music streaming industry. It's it's like the search is Google. You know, when people refer to searching on the internet, they refer to Google. I think people refer to almost any music streaming service as Spotify, and so that's why they have the advantage, and that's why they've got to continue to evolve. But uh, if you want to read more about the the updates and the changes, and, and there's a little YouTube video that describes them, techguide.com.au. Yeah, ever since Apple's uh, iPads and iPhones have taken off, uh, they've they're, what they've done is brought across their iWork uh, apps for iOS. The uh, by iWork apps, I'm talking about Keynote. Numbers and Pages, uh, and what they do there—they're kind of the opposite numbers of the main Microsoft Office applications like Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Uh, what Apple has done this week, though, is is issued pretty significant upgrades to these iWork apps on iOS to allow them to be even more compatible with these Microsoft Office files as well. So obviously people, the, the main, the, the, these Microsoft Office programs are so popular and people sharing documents. If a user happens to be using an iPad, uh, Apple have made it now that the if they are viewing these documents on the iPad using one of these iWork apps, that compatibility is now even greater uh, with you know things like you can track changes on pages, documents, keep similar formatting between PowerPoint and Keynote, things like that where it's easier to collaborate and work and exchange files with whether you're on an iPad or a Mac or a PC. But uh, I think it's interesting here, though, Trevor, that, that they've done this, they've made this move uh, because the red-hot rumor is that Microsoft are going to actually release their own iOS apps for PowerPoint, uh, Excel, mm, mm. and Word. So I think this is this move is kind of Apple trying to head them off at the pass. Yeah, and I think that's pretty smart because it's, it's funny. I've um, There's a good friend of mine who... You know, not short of money, and and literally won't buy an iPad because it doesn't have Office compatibility. You know, it does just doesn't feel that when he's on the road, he can he can deal with PowerPoints and all that kind of stuff. Literally talking about getting a Surface, and and I kind of said, well, yeah, I mean that is that is your option. But then I said, hang on, stop, because there's rumors of a, a Microsoft Office for iOS, and if that comes, you would have to assume Microsoft is not going to do that by half. So that's the big challenge, I think, in the early in the new year. Uh, if they nail that, then um, you know, I, I will I would use them by default because I, I do love the, the, the keynote and the pages and, and the numbers, but it's just not the same, especially when you're looking at porting back and forward to your PC. So yeah. interesting times and a good good time to upgrade and, and make that change. So let's see how people react to it uh, in the coming weeks and months in terms of testing that compatibility. But um, the iWorks compatibility upgrades are outlined in full at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Just quickly, before we get to your uh, absolutely amazingly popular minute reviews, um, a couple of weeks ago, the the, the Pope uh, allegedly joined Twitter, and it was actually about a day before he was verified. But uh, Benedict, the what is it, sixteenth? Yeah, I can't read Roman numerals. Um, <laughs> has a, a Twitter account, Pontifex. P O. N-T-I-F-E-X, and uh, it's been, yeah, I think a week and a half maybe, and finally tonight, uh, as we record, about 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, about 40 minutes ago, the first tweet came through, Dear friends, I'm pleased to get in touch with you through Twitter. Thank you for your generous response. I bless you from all of my heart. Bless you, no, I bless all of you from my heart. 
Um, the other interesting thing about this, mate, is that they've this is a very strategic thing. They've actually got an account uh, in a whole stack of different languages, German, uh, huh? Spanish, Polish, Italian, French, and Arabic, so that the same message is going to go out in multiple languages. It is a real sign that this, uh, this Twitter thing ain't going away. Absolutely, yeah, and I'm just looking. I've actually followed him tonight. I'm one of 681,295 followers. I don't think uh, Jesus could do better than that. I think he can only get 12, the 12 apostles that all Jesus could manage, mate. <laughs> and, you but, know, uh, he's following also, he's following seven people, and I'm clicking on it now yeah, to see it's, who it's these the blessed seven people yeah, are. No, it's, 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 um, it's himself. It's actually, he's following himself yeah. in all the different languages. Yeah, no, it's himself uh, doing his best to, to follow his own other languages. But Yeah, there you go. So yeah. there's one, uh, I think there's a German one. There's, a, there's a, I think, an Arabic one. Wow. Hmm. So, so, mate, uh, if you're, yeah, if you're, well, the, you if you're looking... The, the follow, when, when God discussed followers to his faith, I don't think he uh, had Twitter in mind, Trevor. What do you think? Look, I don't think he did, but uh, you and I have our, our disciples, and we, we serve them well. <laughs> uh, and thank you for following me, Trevor Long, and uh, Stephen Fennick on Twitter with a PH. Uh, you're listening to Your Tech Life. No, you're not. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. It's been a long day. You'll 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 forgive me for you know. <laughs> a bloke. We can cut that out, mate. Don't worry. No, no, no. We, we we go raw here. People need to know that this is raw. This is live. We want you to feel like you're sitting here with us on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not that we ever really sit together much. I promise we'll get back to that at some point in the future. Anyway, on to your minute reviews. Now, a um, couple of interesting products here, and, and the first one I think is kind of close to both of our hearts because we kind of want it to be good and we want it to be, be successful, but I'm kind of get a bit starting to get a bit nervous about Nokia, but the Lumia 920. Start the clock, Trevor. The 920 Windows Phone 8 operating system, 4G compatibility, Nokia's new flagship, and I think the start of the comeback. The device is very well made. Nokia's always made good hardware. 4.5-inch screen, excellent 8.7-megapixel camera. What I love about the camera, it's right in the middle of the back of the, of the phone, not near the edge in the corner where your pinky finger is going to get in the photo. Smart move by Nokia to do it that way. In terms of design, Trevor, there's something that you're not going to like. It's Uh-oh. heavy. Uh, 185 grams. Craziness. This was 50% heavier than the iPhone and the Galaxy S3. But I think the reason it's so heavy is it's got the, the glass optics for the Carl Zeiss lens and for the screen, the clear black screen. But the operating system itself, Windows Phone 8, you can customize the home screen, make the tiles bigger, smaller. They're live tiles as well so that the tiles you use the most, uh, you can stretch them across the full width of mm-hmm. the screen. And the live tile means that you can view information on that tile as it happens without actually having to click on the app and go into the application. Uh, in terms of the battery, it lasted more than a day. Uh, it's got some really cool included features, including Nokia Drive, which is GPS, uh, and another interesting feature called Nokia City Lens, which is an augmented reality app that lets you view through the camera your surroundings and see restaurants and ratings and, and mm-hmm. other local attractions. Yeah, I uh, look, I think that this is uh, one little thing, though. Not much memory, only a gigabyte on board. No way to expand the memory either. They're looking at you to have all your content on the cloud. What? Uh, SkyDrive uh, lets you get up to, I think, 100 gig you can pay for. I'll give it a four stars out of five. I think it's a, it's a good phone. If you're in the Windows ecosystem, in the Xbox ecosystem, Microsoft Exchange ecosystem, this is a seamless way to stay in it. Three stars, one gig, stupid. That's my response. Anyway, you're listening to the Two Blokes Talking Tech.
Can you do one minute reviews? I do five second reviews. That's how I roll. <laughs> uh, the plan- <laughs> let's move on, shall we? Yeah, Plantronics, let's. the K100 and Mark II. Now, I'll go really quickly through this. I'll be kind of like a 30-second review each. The K100 is an in-car speakerphone. Clip it to your visor, pair your your mobile phone, uh, and it's there, hands-free, very easy to find and locate buttons on the device to answer and end calls. Really clear. It's got dual mic, noise cancellation, so crisp sharp calls. You can also stream your uh, GPS directions if you've got music on your mobile, stream it through here as well. And you can also, it's got a built-in FM transmitter, so you can actually stream all that through the car stereo as well. Available now, $79.99. Moving on, the Plantronics Mark II. This is a tiny in-ear headset. Very discreet. Again, dual mic, noise cancellation. It also has voice control, so it's literally a hands-free product. You can simply say answer or ignore to handle your calls uh, in the, and now with the, the road rules that have been changed recently having a product like this very important Mark 2 available in black or white $59.99 Two Blokes Talking Tech you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long that's a wrap, episode 93, uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, proudly brought to you by Netgear. You can read all those articles and many more at techguide.com.au. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Trevor. We'll talk again next week. We're closing in on the 100. We need to plan something special. Well, very special. I think we're going to take everyone with us to Vegas. No, that's not <laughs> going to happen. But uh, we do appreciate your support, and uh, you can get in touch with us. Go to the Facebook page at twoblokestalkingdeck.com, and if you're on iTunes, go to the iTunes store and, uh, and leave a little comment about the show. It does help other people discover great podcasts like this, Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs>